Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. This week, I'm going to follow up with our discussion last week, which was looking at compliance in Europe. But first, really quickly, I want to once again mention to you all that next week, April 19th, Wednesday, at noon Central Time, we are going to be holding a webinar on training your board of directors. We'd really like you to participate, and it's easy to participate. All you need to do is text the word directors to 44222. We will not text you back other than to register you. We won't uh, be texting you on your phone on a regular basis, but it's just a quick and easy way for you to register for our board of directors training. We're going to discuss some tips for training board of directors on compliance and ethics issues. And I think it's going to be really, really helpful for those of you that have a limited amount of time to try to get some salient points across to your board. Again, text directors with an S to 44222. When I last recorded a podcast, I was anticipating getting on an airplane and going to Prague in the Czech Republic for the SCCE's European Compliance and Ethics Institute. So now I'm back. I'm somewhat recovered. I was one of the many thousands of individuals that was routed through Atlanta last week and trapped in the Atlanta airport, although I was very lucky. I was only trapped there for about a dozen hours. Many people have, (laughs) I don't even know if they're still home yet this week. So I'm probably pretty lucky that I have made it back to Texas. But other than a little slight snafu on the way back, it was an, it was really an amazing trip. And I think for those of you that happened to make the trip or have heard from others who made the trip to the SECE's event in uh, Europe, either this year or in previous years, it's a tremendous event like many of their events. Last week, I had kind of done my research and was contemplating some of the issues that I thought might be of importance and talked a little bit about those. And I have three takeaways that I'd like to impart to you from, from my experiences over there. They're kind of broad, but, but I think they're very strong takeaways from, from what I saw and what I heard from many people over there. First of those is that there is a strong interest in corporate culture, ethical culture. This is one of those issues that you sometimes hear when you talk to people who are responsible for compliance in a multinational organization, international organization, is that the focus on ethical culture, on compliance culture, varies between different countries and different cultures. And I think it's fair to say, whether it's whether it was a fair representation or not, it's fair to say that in the past there has been this tacit understanding amongst some that the importance of ethical culture, particularly around compliance programs in Europe, has not been as strong as it has been here in the United States in the past. I don't know whether that's fair or not. I don't know if it was fair in the past. I think it's certainly not fair as we move forward. And it wasn't on represent, it wasn't on display. It wasn't represented at the SCCE event. Now, I understand that we might be getting people who are particularly interested in compliance, particularly proactive, as opposed to the average European compliance program that are showing up for, for events. But I think that's true in the United States, too, when you go to any compliance-related event. So I think, it's, I think that it was particularly interesting to see this buy-in that was 
expressed in several of the sessions and, and through many of the participants throughout those couple of days. It was very heartwarming, actually, to see that there was this buy-in, that this, this understanding that an ethical culture really focusing on that underpins so much of what compliance officers need to do, that it actually is an essential component. If there is one essential component, is to get that buy-in, to get people on board with the overall motives of of the program and of the organization. This was a recurring theme. Uh, There were several participants in the sessions that were talking about their experiences and their process and their organizations, and they walked through what they've been doing, the initiatives that they've been undertaking over the last few years. And many of those initiatives uh, were around culture, were around building culture, measuring culture, trying to get a sense of where their organizations had been in the past and how to move the ball forward and communicate in a positive way moving forward. So that was my first takeaway is that, uh, the, and I don't even think I mentioned that last week as a, as a potential thing to be looking out for, but it was very clear and I think very refreshing and, and, and bodes well for the future of at least those individual programs that I heard about. And certainly if that's a trend that is strong, throughout the corporate compliance community there in, in, in Europe, I, I think that's a positive thing. The other thing that, second thing that I noticed was an extreme interest in measurement, similar to what we've seen here in the United States over the last few years. A really strong commitment to benchmarking programs, either on the outset to get a baseline or on a periodic basis to assess where the program has been, but also a really strong focus in many of the sessions on gathering data internally for measuring the performance of the program. And that is everything from training to, as we already mentioned, culture, to looking at the controls and the monitoring in place on the back end. There is a very strong interest in using data in in informatics and and focusing on performance and and driving changes to the program based on data, not necessarily uh, just kind of our traditional best practices, but really, really taking a hard look at what data is available, how to compare that data, to benchmark that data, and how to use that data to better improve programs. So that was another thing that was very clear. So, you know, these programs are are much more mature than, again, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone else out there, but I think that it's fair to say that in the past 10 years in this profession, there has been a fair number of people that have the perception that Europe was uh, behind sort of where the United States is. And I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore, not, not from what I was seeing. And certainly not around the interest and the maturity of programs either seeking or already capturing data and using that data to better prepare their programs to perform better. And then the last thing that I, I noticed that I think is particularly important, it's more nuanced, but it is something that all of us have on our minds here, both in the United States and abroad, And that's the reaction to some of the political changes, particularly that we've seen in the United States and the effect that they might have on regulation and the regulatory influence of the federal government here in the United States. And also changes that we're seeing uh, internationally and how those might impact the perception of the need for compliance or the amount of investment for compliance. I think there were some 
practical discussions about that, but probably not much uh, different from the discussions that that are, that are always occurring. Compliance, uh, particularly if you're in an organization that has a successful compliance program and has not had major misconduct issues or, or major issues that have led you to have a regulatory settlement or had to have a regulatory investigation, there's always pressure, always pressure on budget and always pressure on trying to limit the resources that are going into a compliance program and, and, and always a difficult task in trying to put together the, the necessary metrics to show the value, to show the return on ethics, as they say, the ROE to um, underpin the necessity of resources and, and budget for compliance. That never changes. But I think that there was a, uh, an expressed concern, particularly with, the cha- with some of the rhetoric that was coming out of our president at the time during the campaign and then afterwards about rolling back regulation and how that might affect perception, if not reality, with regards to regulatory enforcement. I wouldn't say there was no concern about that in expressed by the participants over in Europe, but I would say that it was probably less than what you might anticipate. And I think that's been generally the case uh, with everybody that I talk to, whether they're over here or or over there, that the, the outsized or outside influence that uh, the U.S. government or any other regulatory authority around the world has is, I wouldn't say waning, but but not the uh, primary motivating factor or the only motivating factor for investing in a compliance program. I think there's this recognition now that brand, reputation, that keeping and recruiting staff and all of these other corollary, corollary issues that can affect the bottom line and, and affect the performance of the organization are all bound up in having a successful compliance and ethics program. And just avoiding a regulatory problem is certainly still a main driver, if not the main driver, depending on the organization and, and the uh, risks that you face. But it's not the only topic of conversation. And so I was rather gratified to see that that wasn't a major point of discussion at the event. So those are the three kind of big overarching takeaways that I had. It was a, a pleasant event for those of you that haven't been there and, and can have an opportunity to go if you're in Europe and you missed this year, but you would like to go next year. I believe it's going to be in Frankfurt next year around the same time in the springtime. If you can manage to get there, I would highly recommend it. It's, it was a great event. Once again, we have our webinar next week, April 19th, 2017. At noon central time, it's a, going to be a hour-long webinar discussing how you train your board of directors on compliance and ethics issues, some tips for training your board of directors on compliance and ethics, uh, a topic that is, I think, of significant interest to many of you. And if you'd like to participate, easy way to do it is text the word directors, directors with an S, to 44222. And also, as always, please, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to uh, Compliance Beat Podcast. You can you can do that on iTunes. And also, please feel free to review us. If you have any questions or comments, as always, you can click on the email link at compliancebeat.com or at moreheadconsulting.com. Sure, appreciate any feedback that we get from you guys. And until next week, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moreheadconsulting.com.